some of you uh, have only seen pieces of this, and I think you're going to be really excited about this. Uh, we put a lot of thought into just the design of the flow of the building. We've put a lot of thought into the design of the building itself, the, the functionality, the simplicity of the building, the efficiency of the building, and how we're going to be able to do it uh, in the most cost-effective way. And so before we look at all the details, I've built a 3D model of this building. And uh, there's a couple of places. I, don't get too picky. You're going to see some grass sticking out through some walls. You know, uh, I'm an amateur at these 3D models, but this, this will be my first one. But what I, I did is I created a walkthrough. So we're going to walk through the building. And then um, before we do that, I'll hold off on the first video, um, and we're going to go to the second video, okay, Reese? And then from there, I might be able to take it. But uh, here's a walkthrough of the building, uh, so go ahead and roll that, and then we'll talk about the details of this. Hold on to me as we go. As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your you walking through some walls there. Sorry about that. But uh, like I said, it's, it's trickier than you think to put something like that together. But um, uh, so 
<clears throat> let's just kind of take everything uh, piece by piece going through the building. And then at the end, I'm going to have a time for questions. So if you have questions, just mark them down, write them down, or make a little note, and then we'll take questions all at the end and um, try to wrap it up that way. Uh, let's look at the floor plan first. And it's the next screen, um, unless you want me to do it. There. There we go. I can do it from here. Uh, this is the floor plan that we've come up with. Now, this is a, actually a, a relatively simple building. It's uh, a 70 by 100 square foot, uh, or 70 by 100 square foot building. Uh, and it, it is basically a, a pole barn type building, although we're going to build it a little bit differently than a pole barn. But rather, you know, to keep it from looking like a pole barn, which is something that wouldn't be that attractive, uh, we've spent a lot of time trying to do something with this building that uh, is cost effective for us, but gives it a really nice look. And um, we're going to go through each of these rooms uh, one by one. We kind of did the walkthrough there. But uh, let's look at some of the elevation pictures. Uh, if you want to go to the next one. By the way, first, before you go there, let's... Um, just go back to the floor plan for a second. As you kind of walk through, this is the main entrance. This is the side that will face uh, Radley Lake Road. Uh, <clears throat> and we'll show you the front and uh, back entrances uh, elevation-wise. But as you walk in, we've got the, you know, the vestibule or the open gathering area. Some restrooms here right off of that. And then uh, we go into a couple of different offices here. And then our kids space and our teen space that'll be shared here and we'll talk about that just a little bit and then our little warming kitchen which is right here and then down this hall will be our nursery and toddler wing we'll talk about that and of course our auditorium uh, with some cafe seating and some regular chairs to kind of complement the kind of atmosphere that we have here now uh, a couple of backstage areas and again a very simple but yet uh, designed, but able to flow and function with what we're trying to do right now. Uh, go to the next slide. This is an elevation rendering that I did. Um, if you can see it, this one over here is probably a little bit brighter. But we're going to try to spend as much of our cash, a budget, on this side of the building versus some of the other sides. And... I think we've tried to create a really stunning entrance with uh, some stonework that will be uh, dressed up the front there uh, with some timbers, um, a nice nice entrance. This log, this half log siding will go all the way around and then hardy board and then on the front we'll just have this 36-inch um, stone um, siding half wall there. So I got another picture just from the other corner want to go to the next one different time of day so the lighting is a little bit different but you can kind of see the entrance here this will be a steel roof on this pitched a little bit differently than the regular roof roof woof uh, so that's the front entrance I think it's a really nice entrance and something that um, will will give uh, a nice uh, first impression on people but the rest of the building is, is nice too. You notice uh, I sat down with Tyler Hardy who's got some experience and some training in design and architecture and we just basically sat down together for I don't know how many hours and um, he, he was uh, trying to turn it into a Frank Lloyd Wright kind of a, a look at first and I said that's probably not going to work uh, in Springfield Township and our budget but what we did come up with is something I think is that's really neat because when you have a building like this, you want to break it up. But you want to break it up with things that we can build or that are, that are cost effective and that work for us. At first, we had this uh, stone going all the way around the building, and our budget wasn't going to allow for that. And so we put this half log that goes all the way around in both of the gables, which breaks it up nice. But then this line of windows that goes around the entire building. Uh, is one of, I think, one of the best features of this, and it allows for not only natural light to come in, but it gives 
a nice break in the design. And uh, these windows are pretty uh, simple to install, uh, even on a building like this, and uh, actually uh, cheaper than doing stone or any other kind of um, decoration. So uh, that gives us natural light as well as being able to control it if we want with blinds uh, on the inside. And then we've got a lot of natural light here. The one feature on this that uh, Tyler educated me on, there was a designer, what was his name? The guy with the light. The guy who was famous for light, bringing light through the building. Renzo Piano. Anybody heard of him? I had never heard of him. If you, if you Google him, he's famous for designing uh, commercial buildings all over the world that leads you through the building with natural light. It's really fascinating what he's done in his forte. And we actually have uh, implemented some of his, what would you call it, ideas into our building. And so part of that uh, is where we got this uh, line of windows here. We'll have some skylights on the top in the, over the, um, the open area, the gathering area. And then this whole entrance here will be glass. And as you're coming in the front entrance, go back to the last uh, one, one picture before. You can barely see it uh, from this picture, but as you're walking in, you can actually see all the way through the building. And as you come into the gathering area, go to the go two up. Two slides. Oh, that's the front. Go to the go to the next one, and we'll come back to this one. Nope. Go to the next one. There we go. Okay, this is the gathering area. You'll see that we have a cross, a glass cross on the wall going into the auditorium and then go back to the auditorium picture and then we have one on the front of the building in the exact same place, height and uh, on the building. And so when you go to, go back like three, sorry about all that. There we go. He's catching it on now. So as you walk into the entrance, you can actually see all the way through the building with the glass uh, through the crosses, which I think is a really neat. And then there's going to be natural light coming in from the sky uh, that will uh, direct us there too. So I, I thought that was a great idea and something we can do very inexpensively uh, with the glass on the crosses. So let's go to the, the next slide. And then the next, there we go. This is the entrance that will look uh, that you'll, when you drive into uh, the um, property from Radley Lake Road, this is what you'll see. We got the log, the split log on the top uh, with, you know, the glass and then um, the cross there. So I think it's a nice, nice uh, look even from the road. And we can dress it up with some landscaping as I've tried to do here and all of that. So you like it so far? We went with a kind of a, um, a Michigan Lodge kind of style on this building uh, with warm wood tones, logs, timbers, stone entrance, and uh, something that would reflect uh, more of a northern uh, Michigan kind of feel. So I think it'll, I think it'll be a nice uh, warm building, something that we'll be really proud of. Uh, go to the next slide. Okay, this is the auditorium with our famous blue chairs. Um, we'll, uh, you know, I keep going back and forth on these chairs. I don't have to sit in them uh, every week like you guys do. Uh, these chairs, by the way, were donated to us uh, by Kensington. They're probably, believe it or not, there's probably about $70,000 in chairs that they gave us. These were their original chairs. And <laughs> back in the day when Kensington uh, first got started, they... They analyzed everything, and uh, when they went to buy chairs, they got, uh, this is how they de decided which chairs they were going to pick, and you'll appreciate this. Um, they, they got all the chair manufacturers to send them a sample of their chairs. Then they went up on the tallest building they could find, and they threw every one of them over the side of the building. And uh, they narrowed down their choices really quick on the ones that didn't bend. Uh, I think these things are probably indestructible, to be honest with you. 
Um, but they've held up really well. They gave them to us when they got some new chairs. It was one of the big ways they invested in us when we got started. We've got some of them spread around. Joe's got some that he's storing still. Solomon's have some. We've got some downstairs. I mean, we've got a lot more of these. Uh, so, uh, But we'll probably go ahead and bring those into uh, this first phase um, uh, just because of budget restraints. Um, and uh, then... Uh, that's something that we can add later to get some maybe more comfortable chairs with some padding on them. Uh, but somebody told me, hey, these are comfortable. So they're fine. Good. That's good. And if you want a pad, you can always bring one in, you know. <laughs> and, you know, just just carry a pad with you. Just don't leave it. You know, the first church I, I worked in uh, had pews, and some of the ladies, uh, like, claimed like their spot, some of the older ladies. And they would like put their knit, knitting needles in, in the side there and they had their little cushion and, and that was their spot. You were not allowed to sit in their spot ever, uh, which kind of got awkward at times. Uh, if, a, if a visitor came in and wanted to sit, you know, oh, knitting needles, ah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I like the auditorium. We've got uh, the ability to do some natural light um, and uh, something we might change over to a little bit, and, but then uh, put in some blinds that we can uh, control that when we want to. Uh, we've got the natural light that will come in from the cross. Uh, these are going to be a higher ceiling than we're used to now, so lighting will be a lot better. And then we can bring in uh, some cafe seating on the side to make it uh, feel a little bit uh, more relaxed, and uh, so uh, I've already been talking with an audio engineer about acoustics as well as um, re uh, upgrading our stage wiring and snakes and all of that that we're going to need to do uh, to some degree. We have, believe it or not, when this before we moved into this building, be, some of you remember this was just this looked like downstairs. It's just concrete walls all open. And we took everything that we had that we, when we were portable and we pretty much wired it into the walls and into the ceiling. Uh, we've got quite a bit of stage lighting. We've got quite a bit of lighting. We've got quite a bit of sound equipment. But some of it's starting to get dated. And so we're going to need to upgrade some of it. We'll be able to utilize some of it within the teen and um, Kid Street area. So that whole area will be fully uh, AV'd out, which would be nice. Right, Nick? You'll like that, right? So uh, go to the next slide. And this is, again, uh, the lobby area. Go ahead, go ahead to the next one. Oh, uh, stay here for a second. Uh, all of the floors, we're going to acid etch uh, the concrete. That'll be one of the first things we do after we pour it. We're going to acid etch it and seal it. And so I don't know if you've been in buildings now. It's a real popular way to... Uh, do commercial buildings. Uh, it's very uh, economical and um, easy to maintain. So it's all nice and sealed. Uh, you can mop it down good. But but it adds a real interesting texture the, depending on how you do the acid etching, which creates a really nice look. So that's what we're planning to do uh, in all of the common areas, the auditorium, the kids' street and teen area, and then in the uh, nursery area and the two little offices and in the bathrooms we'll do carpet and tile so our floor coverings will be to a minimal uh, in all of the areas there go to the next one this will be a this is just a kitchen idea but uh, we've got enough room for a nice warming kitchen uh, this is also going to be optional uh, in f the first uh, going into the building whether how much we do in this. This is a way we can save some money because we already have some cabinets that we can put in temporarily. And then once we move in, uh, we can raise money and maybe redo the kitchen. But if we have money in the budget uh, left over, uh, that might be something, it might look something like this, maybe with some wood tones, who knows? Maybe not white. All right, go to the next one. So this is going to be our Kid Street and Teen uh, I had teens on the other side, guys, and uh, it just got deleted. 
when I was doing the walkthrough, so I didn't put it back on. But uh, as you can see, this will have, uh, this will be a multi-purpose area, but it will have all of the audiovisual uh, needs that are necessary for uh, the Kid Street uh, program in the morning, and then it'll be able to easily switch over to our teens, teen ministry uh, in the evening. And so we'll have the stage. And back here, we've built a backstage area where Ellen can keep all of her puppets. Uh, she, she needs a, an area where she can store all of that. And then we'll be able to store some of the teen stuff. Uh, and then on this side here, you saw it on the walkthrough. We just had, I just put in some arcade games and um, a, a Jamba juicer or something like that, popcorn machine. Uh, and then we could build in some nice booths like this over here. If uh, This area, by the way, can be completely redesigned. So I just wanted to give you some ideas. Uh, we'll get uh, kids ministry and uh, teen ministry involved when we do the final design on this room. But you can kind of see how that's going to work. Go to the next one. All right, this is one of the uh, toddler rooms. And um, there's uh, two, there's three rooms uh, for the toddlers. And by the way, um, security is really important to us uh, for our kids. And so when we designed this wing, go back to the, go back to the floor plan if you can, uh, Reese. When we designed this wing, this will have a door with a check-in out here. And so this whole area will be completely secure from the rest of the building. And so any, no one, with, unless they have a pass, will be able to get back in here. Um, we've tried to do that in this building, but it's a little more challenging because of the way the building's laid out. But when we designed this, this was designed for security. And so when you come in, uh, we've got three kids' ministry or toddler rooms and with their own bathroom. So they don't even have to go out into the public area to use the bathroom. So um, I think it's going to be a nice area. And then this area, this room down here could be a crying room uh, if we wanted to or turn one of them into a crying room so that uh, we have that uh, for moms who want to uh, go in. and Yeah, they're all, maybe you want to get away from the crying room. <laughs> All right, uh, flip back to where we were, please. Uh, go, uh, it's right there. Yep. And uh, we'll come back to all the questions here in one second. Uh, go to, back to where we were, and then go to the next one. Okay. So how are we gonna? How much is it gonna cost to build this? Uh, that's the figure right there. Uh, we have labored over the cost to build, and uh, this is what we've come up with. This is what we turned in. Uh, now, uh, if we were to hire a company to do this building, build this building for us, we would probably pay $1.25 million. But we're going to do it for 750 and here's how we're going to do it. Um, go to the next slide. And uh, these are in progression. So just go to the first uh, click for me, Reese. Uh, we've got two contractors. Joe just left. Uh, Harris Construction and Pine Meadows, uh, Mike and Joe. Uh, we are donating um, basically our time and our companies to build this building for the church. And... Um, we're going to do the general contracting. We'll do the site work, all the excavation, the septic, uh, the landscaping, framing, finished carpentry, tile, etc. Now, we're not, obviously, it's not going to be just on all of us, but we're going to lead this endeavor and be on site every day uh, or for every day that we can be. And uh, this is part of our donation to Homeward Bound. But um, uh, my company will be able to pull all the permits uh, Joe's got all of the excavation equipment uh, and more experience than most builders. 
uh, Joe said, I'll just say this before he comes back in so he doesn't, I don't embarrass him. He said, if I was 30 years younger, I'd build this building myself. So uh, between the two of us, uh, Mike O, we're going to just start our own little company name there, Mike and Joe. Uh, we're, gonna, we're going to um, uh, do most of the daily work and then go to the next uh, little slide. Uh, we've also put money in the budget for 1099 labor. I've got an employee uh, that I can use. There may be some others. Uh, when, we, when Joe and I need a hand on a project, uh, we've got some money where we can hire some, somebody or a couple of guys for a day or two or whatever. So there's some money in there to uh, also help with that. Uh, go to the next one. How else are we going to do it? We're going to do it with some, some contractors because we can't do everything. Uh, we're going to hire contract, subcontractors to work on concrete and asphalt and HVAC and drywall because none of us like to do drywall, uh, things like that. So there will be some subcontractors that we hire that we've already gotten some bids and some estimates on. And then we're going to need volunteer help. That's you and others. Uh, and so let's go to the next slide. Let's talk about volunteer labor for a minute. The first one is going to be trade-related volunteer. Uh, I've got some friends in the business who have already offered to volunteer some of their time, reduce their costs uh, to help us out. That's going to help us a lot. Uh, there may be some other contractors that do it. Then uh, we need uh, just general volunteer labor. Uh, and this is going to be ongoing throughout the whole process. Uh, believe it or not, uh, when you work on site all day long, the last thing you want to do when you're tired is to clean up. And, but it's so important. Having, when you arrive the next day, having a clean work site to start is really, really important. And, um, and so some of the things that volunteer labor you guys can help with is just maybe picking a day a week and coming in and just cleaning the work site. This is going to be ongoing. Uh, general labor. Maybe you've got some skills or just a desire to help. And there's going to be just a need for general labor, carrying things, uh, stacking wood, um, sorting wood, uh, sorting screws, uh, going to the hardware. You know, just helping with general labor stuff will be a big deal. Uh, and then uh, third, we're going to do some volunteer days. And this will be like we're doing on October 23rd, uh, where we just say, hey, uh, this Saturday is a work day, and what we'll do is we'll organize uh, that day so that when you arrive, everything's there, and maybe we'll do, for for example, you know, we've put several roofs on for Christmas in action. We've gotten really good at, like, the roofing industry, uh, and so we could do a volunteer roof day and roof this roof our whole building. That's something we could do, and we could save a lot of money that way. A lot of money. Uh, painting. Uh, again, cleaning. There will be some other things where we'll just say, hey, in three weeks we got a work day. Uh, everybody show up. And we'll be able to get a lot of work done that way. Okay? So that's some of the ways that uh, we can utilize our volunteer labor. Hold on before you go to the next one. Uh, so let's talk about giving for a minute. I'm kind of rushing through some of this because I want to give you guys as much time as possible with the, um, with the uh, questions. Let's go to the next slide. So homeward bound giving. Believe it or not, I did a rough estimate, okay, a rough estimate on what has been given to date since we started homeward bound. This is, probably goes back 12 years. But uh, go to the next one here. About 620000 or more has been given towards Homeward Bound by you guys. That's a pretty amazing when you think about it, isn't it? Uh, and uh, we have, go to the next one. Our property is paid in full, which is a really big deal, right? Uh, we've paid in soft costs about $100,000. Uh, soft costs involve architectural fees, permits, you know, uh, township fees, things like that. Uh, we've already paid for that. That's already paid in full. And uh, our homeward bound current balance is about 
which is also pretty crazy, right? Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, as of August of this year, just this year alone, uh, $25,000 has come in. So uh, the bank, uh, the banks that we looked at uh, were really impressed with our giving here at The Journey for the size that we are. Uh, but let's come down to the bottom line, okay? So here's what we have versus what we need. On hand, we've got $260,000. Our cost to build is roughly around seven hundred fifty. So we need about $493,000, 500000 How are we going to do that? Well, we have some good news on the need. Uh, we have a loan offer, a very good loan offer from Huron Valley State Bank. They're going to off, they're offering to loan us right now $550,000 if we need it at five and a quarter percent. We're going to try to talk them down a little bit on the percentage uh, when we lock in, depending on what the rate is. It's a 20-year mortgage. Uh, the payments, if we take the full amount, would be 3730 compared to our current lease of 3600 So we're pretty close on that, okay? Now, if we only use $500,000, uh, the monthly payment would be 3369 now, here's where it gets even more interesting. I don't know if this is on the screen or not. The next, is it on here? I don't know if I... Okay, uh, six more months. At this point, we're not going to break ground uh, soon over the winter. Uh, I'll talk about the timeline here in a minute. But uh, we've probably got about six more months before we'll break ground. If in six more months what came in in the first six months of this year uh, continues. That would be another $25,000. Plus, it's going to take about 12 months to build this building, which, just on average, this could be more. Um, let's say $50,000 comes in over the next year of building. That's 75000 additional funds that we would have in a year and a half when the mortgage, you know, because we're, this is a building loan, so it doesn't turn into a mortgage until we finish. Make sense? So that would be another $75,000 that we could put towards this need that we have. And then go to the next slide. I've got one more. Let's say we only use $450,000 of the loan. That would be uh, about $3,000 a month in a payment. If we only use 425, our payment goes down, and you kind of see the the uh, idea of that. So, in some ways, being delayed could work in our favor in terms of reducing the amount that we need. But we have that much money that we can borrow if we want it. Follow me so far? Okay, almost finished, and then we'll do some questions. Let's look at a timeline now. If this is kind of small, I know. Uh, but we start over here with November of 2017, where we are right now, basically, and all the way over here to April of 2019, which sounds like a long time, and it is. But there's a lot that we've got to do to squeeze in. Right now, uh, because uh, where we are with uh, the MDOT thing, uh, we have submitted all of our new plans to the township they're in review right now, uh, and they changed a few things because of the delay. So we've got to go back to special land use approval. And uh, get that, which shouldn't, they're telling me, uh, Colin over at the township told me this is kind of unprecedented. Their lawyers got involved because of we changed uh, from going to phase one to phase three kind of a deal. And they said, oh, you got to do this. And he said that, because I told him, I said, well, we've already got approval, Colin. What happens if they don't approve it? You know? Uh, and he said, it's not going to happen. I says, I tell you right now, it's not going to happen. We will approve it. They just need to go through the formality of this and take our money. So, We've got to go through two planning. We've got to go through the planning 
review and the board. So there's three meetings we got to do. Uh, the first one we're trying to get on the November, um, the November uh, 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 meeting, and that'll be the first one. And then uh, when that one passes, then we'll be able to go to the second one. And depending on the holidays, uh, we might be able to get in December or maybe January. And then uh, then we can go right from one. There's a meeting. Uh, one week on the second Tuesday, and then there's another meeting on the second or the th- uh, third Thursday. And so we should be able to, in one month, go from one meeting and then go to the next meeting and get our final approval. So hopefully by January we'll have all of our township approvals. Then we, su- then we uh, apply for our building permits. That can take up to six weeks uh, to get our building permits back. Uh, then we go to, as soon as we get our building permits, we can break ground and do, start our site work, put in our foundation, uh, moving over here to hopefully around the May-ish in this area, uh, do our rough build, uh, put in our roof. So here's where, where our journey roofing crew would come in maybe in the May-June uh, area. And then uh, once we get the building dried in, to the dried-in stage at that's where the, the, roof, the walls are in, the doors are in, the windows are in, the roof is on. During uh, this time, there's a lot of stuff that can happen, and it can all overlap. Uh, utilities need to be going in, electrical will be going in, plumbing will be going in, HVAC, sound and audio. Uh, down here uh, as well, the sept- we can be starting to put the septic in while some of these other subcontractors are working. Parking lots can be roughed in, landscaping can go in. All of that stuff can sort of, even some, like even the landscaping, once stuff starts getting roughed in, that can happen over a span of, you know, kind of back and forth. So keep moving forward. Uh, we need to get our trees planted. Not too far. A little bit. There we go. Uh, trees can be planted uh, somewhere in there. We're also going to try to get some trees maybe planted this fall if we can. Um, then... Uh, we're in the August, September stage, probably. October is when uh, the uh, drywallers can come in. We can start doing some of our finished carpentry, tile work, finished plumbing, cabinets, sound and audio stage, paint, furnishings, cleanup, asphalting, our final parking lots. And hopefully over a little bit farther, uh, hopefully in this April-ish, March, April, spring, uh, maybe Easter, we would have our grand opening. Okay? So that's a rough timeline. Sometimes it can go a little faster. Uh, Sometimes it can go a little slower. So give or take. Uh, If things really crank, we could, you know, we could build, we could be done in 10 months. Uh, but uh, if we get some delays with uh, subcontractors or some of the process, uh, this could be, you know, lengthened out a few months. So I just want to make sure that you understand this is a rough timeline. Okay, so I've given you a lot of stuff. Hopefully you've uh, written down a question or two. And so we'll go to some questions, and I'm going to try to repeat your questions so that we can get it on tape for those who aren't here today. Go ahead. Who's got a question? Yep, Paula. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll have to have a ramp built, uh, and that'll be part of code. Yep. Yes, Tom. There is one uh, in, the, in the front room, if you want to go back to the um, floor plan. Uh, we have, this is, all, this, is all, this is all based on code as well. So we've got egress doors all around the building. Uh, where we need them. Yep. It's a good question. Paul. They will be. They'll have to be for code. And the hallways uh, will all have to be wheelchair accessible as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark? 
Yeah. Yeah. Cathedral, uh, cathedral ceiling in the auditorium, yes. I think... Um, I think it is uh, the elevation that, that uh, Jeff put together is over here. I think it's 30 feet in the peak. Uh, Kim. <laughs> hey, you know, hey. How would you like to be in charge of landscaping, Kim? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. Please, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. And there's also, we're already putting um, boulders. There's boulders on the property. And uh, we'll harvest all of that stuff. We'll pull it in a pile and we'll use it in the landscaping and uh, you know we're 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 good at that. We're cheapskates. Uh, Tom, I have somebody that uh, you have somebody in mind. Please see me after. Okay. Yes, Paul, and then we'll come over here. That's uh, I was going to address that. Um, the electric contractor that we have, um, he's having some health issues, but the, the um, arrangement that we have with him is that he would uh, guide the process, but we have a lot of ability here to do home runs and pull wire, and we did this whole building ourselves here. Uh, and so we want to work with an electrical contractor, if possible, so that we can do a lot of the labor and that'll save us a ton of money as well. Because there's going to be, believe it or not, there's going to be a lot. You, you don't realize it, but if these lights were on, there is a ton of wiring in this building. We did wiring for months when we did this build, when we built this out. Because of all of the sound and audio and, and telecommunications stuff that's in here. And uh, we just thought through, how, you know, running remote. Uh, TV. There's TV monitors back in the kids' area so they can see what's happening in here. And we'll want to do all of that uh, in this building as well. So there's just a lot of stuff that we'll, we'll want to run and be in charge of and at least be able to do the labor on. But uh, we'll need an electrical contractor to pull permits and all of that. So great question and something we're going to have to work on. Okay, over here, Mark. Uh, yep, uh, all of the drawings are right here on the table if anybody wants to look at them. These are the ones that we submitted to the township with a couple of different variety variations. And then I've got some drawings that I've added uh, to that from my company. Um, uh, this is something I did with all of the uh, interior and decoration and landscape in the um, 3D modeling with uh, my software. But um, if you've got, do you have an HVAC guy? I need to talk to you. Okay, because we've got to do. We've got to. Yeah, that's that's one of the guys. That's one of the guys I've got to talk to right away. Okay, so. All right, over here. Any more questions over here? I can't really see. To some degree, yes. We are, um, and uh, the bank, the way that we had to structure it with the bank, um, you know, they don't like to see volunteer labor uh, in the budget, per se. But uh, I convinced them uh, on some of this because we make pledges to Homeward Bound, right? Uh, many of you... All of us are making pledges to Homeward Bound and uh, financial pledges and other, in other ways. Uh, Joe and I, uh, in addition to that, we have pledged, part of our pledge is to do what we're going to do. And uh, I had to put a dollar amount on that pledge for the bank. So uh, they're looking at that. 
but we can back that out in terms of uh, we told them we don't we're not getting re, um, paid to do this we don't want uh, the church to pay us we don't want to be you know dealing with that and I had to just kind of be forceful with them and they agreed that we can do this because we're contractors and we're going to donate our company time to do that so that is uh, something that saved us but there's going to also be some other areas that we can save as well so volunteer help is going to be really really important great question Uh, Walt over here and then we'll kind of move around Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get it uh, I think we could, it'll be a letter. The way that the way um, the way that uh, uh, nonprofit companies work, uh, we can give a letter that says this was donated, and then the company or the person who receives the letter has to put the dollar amount. They're responsible for whatever that dollar amount is. We can't place a dollar amount on it as a church, but certainly anything that is donated from a company. If a subcontractor wants to donate their time, we can provide them a letter stating exactly what they did, and then they can determine what they want to do with that in terms of what they turn into the IRS. So, good. Uh, Paige? (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it. Um, it's there's some there are pros and cons to a, uh, a steel roof. Some people don't realize that a steel roof still has maintenance, uh, but they're also very very expensive to put in. So budget wise, there were things like uh, we we were really interested in because I put in geothermal at my house when I built it. We were very interested in putting maybe geothermal, and we're still. Uh, we still maybe would pursue that, but the cost that we got back initially to put in geothermal was like you know it was crazy, crazy stupid. Um, and that's what I told them. I said, "No, that's not going to happen." So, um, but we we can still go back and and talk about those kind of things because we're trying to do is make this building as efficient as possible. And one of the things I didn't mention is all of the exterior walls would be doing, would be built with 2 by 6 studs with extra insulation in the walls and in the ceilings. So this is going to be a really, really efficient building uh, that we're going to build. Um, and uh, even if we have to do propane, which is propane out there where we're at, um, right now this building is only used for two or three days a week. Now, hopefully, when we get out there and we get more of a campus, which is ours, we may be able to use the building more. Uh, and um, so, but to justify a geothermal expense might be, you know, it might it might not be cost effective. So, anyway, those are things we're still, de- you know, kind of debating on. I don't think so. That'd be great if it is. I, I was. Oh, that'll save us a lot then if it's natural gas. That'd be great. Yeah, that, that would be an answer to prayer. Okay, uh, others, and then we'll move over here. Walt. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at it in terms of how how far how how deep are your overhangs? Typical are eighteen inches, but so two twenty four inch. That's not bad. We could we could look at that a little bit. All of the windows are going to be um, the tinted windows anyway, so they they'll be they will reflect and uh, keep heat and cold in. 
Huh? Yeah. Okay, let's move over here, Tyler. True. That's a good point. Yep. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Randy? We have a guy, we have a company that bid on this particular glass, but if you've got somebody that you know, there's this is a, like a specialized uh, glazing uh, system, but if you've got somebody, you can give me either. It's a system, it's a system that is because uh, there's going to be a header that will run around here, uh, but these windows don't need uh, huge supports like uh, some window would if we were going to do it just with regular windows. It's a it's a it's a window system that is a specialized window system. So if you've got somebody that can handle that, then I can. Otherwise, I I, I I've got a company that gave me an estimate. Sure. That'd be great. Yeah. And even then, we still need, even if we do these with, if, if there's only one company that can do this, there's still glass and door glazings that somebody else could do if they can give us a better price. A road sign? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of it's part of the budget in the cost to build. So you got somebody that uh, the township will have to will have to submit. We have one uh, that's over here right now. Uh, just it's a rough one. Uh, but um, we'll, when we do our sign permit, we'll have to produce a, a, a design for that. Yeah. You're, right. Is there a reason why you're asking, Randy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to take a look, there is a sign. There is a sign part of, in the plan uh, that it's got some stone and it looks real nice. But we we don't have to finalize on that until we do the sign permit. Yeah. Well, this is this is phase. This was going to be phase three. I don't have a slide that shows the rest of the, uh, but we do have it over here in the plans. But to this side of the building, uh, coming down was going to be the bigger auditorium, and then on the other side of that was going to be that two-story building that we were going to start with, that was going to be closer to I-75. And so we would be expanding this way uh, when when the time comes. Mm -hmm. We're hoping um, there are restri some restrictions, but I've got some ideas. Yeah, this building will be a little farther back into the property, but we should still be able to see it from 75. Um, but um, there's going to be uh, other, other you know, ways that we can also make that maybe visible as well. Okay, a couple more. Our time is kind of quickly moving here. Uh, Christian, do you have a quick question?
Uh, is there? Oh, the band. Oh, that's just a representation. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question though. He's very observant. All right, Faye, a couple more. No, this is going to be Radley Lake Roadside here. I-75 is down here. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Dave? Uh, yeah, there's uh, there will be some things that we can do but we can't officially occupy the building until we get our CFO. But um, just like a volunteer work day, we did it in here. We had a service in here, and then we worked, you know. So there may be some things like that that we can do, uh, you know. And we'll, I mean, over the, t over the course of building this thing, when things start happening that we need, I mean, we're going to be, like, gutting this building, and taking stuff over. And so this building is going to look like a skeleton more and more as we get closer to the, you know, uh, grand opening there. Uh, but uh, I'm sure we can, I mean, that's going to be fine. We'll make do, right? But this will become more and more temporary. That will become more and more permanent. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much uh, for what they're asking for this and the state stage of the building. Well, there's always that hope. There's always that possibility. So that's why we're moving. We need to move forward. We can't just assume. But at the same time, I don't think it's likely that somebody would buy this. Uh, Walt? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. Yeah, and uh, they'll start seeing the, the sign and everything. We want to put a construction sign. I've already been talking to Tyler about designing a construction sign that'll be out the road so people will be able to see the rendering and uh, know what's going up there and all of that. So uh, we've got our kids that have joined us. You guys are uh, here at a good time. We're talking about our new building. And, uh, yes, we're going to do that very quick, but I've got something else we got to do first. Okay, time for one more question. If we, somebody's got a, somebody that hasn't asked a question yet, anybody? I have a hard time seeing. This would be nice when we get the lights up higher in the new one. Anybody? There we go. Thanks. No questions. No more questions from anybody. Wow, that means I either did a great job or you're just tired and you want to go home. Okay, two more things we got to do. We're gonna we're gonna send, end with three more things we got to do, and we're we're gonna end with a communion. Uh, but because um, this is this is a big deal, obviously, um, the way that we are uh, the way that our structure works here at the Journey, we have a a leadership team and a board that pretty much makes most of the financial decisions based on our budget. We vote on a budget every year. We come up with that. You guys buy into that every year. We do, we've done that ever since we've been part of this. And then the leadership team manages the budget and runs the day-to-day -day operations um, just so it streamlines everything. Uh, but part of our structure uh, with our, um, what do you call those things, uh, that that we always like loathe working on bylaws uh, yeah part of the way we're structured is whenever uh, we're going to make a big decision like this where we're going to spend a lot of money that's something we all have to agree on and I wouldn't want it any other way obviously and so we have this long loan offer from Huron State Valley Bank Huron Valley State Bank uh, and I need to get back with them on an agreement. The leadership team has approved it. Building team has approved it. And now I'm bringing it to you guys 
So I'm going to um, open it up for one quick question or one or two quick questions, and then I'm just going to call for a Hail Mary. No questions? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. We're going to go for the loan. Ushers, why don't you guys come right now? We'll give our offerings.